I am not watching the Olympics. No? No. I am. I'm a sucker for the Olympics. Cool. I like watching... I, I, I don't... I'm okay with swimming. I hate gymnastics. And that's like all they cover. Especially in prime well, time. Well, on, on, on the TV. On the TV. In on TVs. Yeah. However, I am a fan of rugby. A new fan of rugby. Okay. I was watching seven... I think they must have two different medals. Like seven players on a team and then like 10 or 11 players on a team. And I was watching... Last week they went through the sevens rugsbies, you know, tournament and and medal rounds. And it's a fun game to watch. I'm still trying to figure out one particular part of the rules where... You're allowed to punch people in the dick. That's... <laughs> that, that that clarifies it a lot. <laughs> Thank you. No, so there's a able to figure out much of the rules. And one of the aspects I like is when you cross like into the end zone. I don't know exactly what the right terminology is, but when you cross into the end zone, the play is not over like it is in American football. It's not over till you touch the ball, till you down the ball. So you can, even though you're in the end zone, you can try to make a play towards the center of the field because where you down the ball is perpendicular to where the extra point kick happens from. So if you score in the very off to the sideline, it makes for a very difficult extra point attempt. But if you can down it right dead in the center of the field, it makes for a very easy extra point mm-hmm. attempt. I like that aspect, and I think American football should take some of that. Um, as soon as American football stops being super popular, they right. may adjust their <laughs> yeah. game a bit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, you know, the extra points are like a gimme. And they made a change a couple of years ago to move it back 10 or 15 more yards to make it, you know, to drop it from 99.996% success rate. You know, to like ninety eight percent success rate now. Well, they also added the two point conversion. Yeah, like ten that. years ago or so, right? Yeah. And the one part about rugby that I can't quite figure out, and if anyone listening, maybe Greg knows since he's from New Zealand and they got the All Blacks down there. Um, so there's a tackle, and there's the pile up. Not this isn't the scrum. This isn't the thing when they're doing like a face off. But there's the tackle and the pile up, and oftentimes the ball squirts out the back. And only the team that had the ball in, is back there. Like, none of the other teams running around trying to get that loose ball. So I think there's some kind of restriction against trying to take that ball right oh. then. That's kind of like a freebie. But then the other time I can't figure out, sometimes there's tackles and the whistles blow and possession goes over to the other team. And I can't figure out why the possession's going over to the other team. I think it might have something to do with motion, like at the tackle or something, but I'm not sure. Like, if you're tackled backwards, like if you're moving backwards when you're tackled, it might go to the... I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure that out. Hmm. Cool. Any other interesting... Uh, Sports? Or Olympics? Olympic stuff? Um, I was watching... I, know, I mean, I, I've read the various stories about all the swimming yeah. medals that were won. Um, so I saw a really neat story. I just posted it on Twitter a little bit ago. You know, for like the the one of the Michael Phelps one, he he tied in a three-way tie for second place. Did you see this? So there's a three-way tie for second place because it was down to the a hundredth of a second. Mm-hmm. And the question is, why don't they go down to thousands of seconds on the timer? You know, the clocks probably because they're not accurate enough. No, the clocks are accurate enough. Well, but the people who are no, there's touch pl- there's touch plates on the wall. The reason is that the specifications for Olympic um, 
An Olympic oh, size swimming pool. The tolerances for the pool is each lane has to be within three centimeters, but the like uh, you know like five one thousandths of a second is only a couple millimeters in distance, right? Mm-hmm. So if you happen to be swimming a, a a pool that is a centimeter shorter than your opponent, yeah, you know, so that's why. So the timer becomes irrelevant because the the playing surface. It doesn't have the same. It doesn't it, have the accuracy. The, the error. The error is is too yeah. much. Interesting. Right. Interesting. So that's why you're not going to see thousands of seconds in pools. And it's not like they're being lazy. It's like they can't make the pools. Mm-hmm. Like if they made the rules on the pool one centimeter instead of three centimeters, like pools couldn't be built to do it. So <laughs> I believe it. I, I bet. I bet they could do it, but it would be prohibitively expensive. The, the the length of the pool can change sometimes depending on if people are in the pool or not. Yeah, because of the material that the pool is made of. I was saying you could mm-hmm. probably get a material that wouldn't expand as, as much yeah. or contract as much, but it would be prohibitively expensive. Yeah, yeah. So that was a really cool thing to consider. Interesting. So with the three-way tie for, for second so place there's, for silver, there's, there's no... There's three guys on the silver pedestal and no one on the bronze no pedestal. No one on the bronze. So they gave away four medals for four medals, event, but no bronzes. Um, what I I did recently about the Olympic medals themselves, which are uh, the gold medal is silver but gold plated. Uh, I don't think the silver medal medal is solid silver, but it might be. But uh, the bronze medal is I think copper that's bronze plated. I think. Okay. But copper might be more expensive than bronze, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, might, might be. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I just assumed they were solid gold, but that that that'd be hell of expensive. Yeah, that's a lot of. Uh... Especially since there's probably only going to be a couple more Olympics in our lifetime before no one wants to pony up the economics of hosting the Olympic Games anymore. Well, I mean, hey, countries like the U.S. and you know, rich countries could do it fine. Well, often rich rich countries don't want to for like the twenty was it twenty twenty games or maybe the ones after it, like the only people that are like still in vying for it is like uh, Turkmenistan, right? And, you know, like places with horrible human rights abuses. Well, part I, I think that yeah, I think part of the issue is that there's a the Olympic body is like the soccer body it's probably there's a lot of like corruptness and stuff in there because there's mm-hmm. no oversight and and they've just been able to basically build themselves up into a sort of a, a mini state uh that can move around so they are the amount of regulations that they bring in that mm-hmm. they force on the cities is yeah. such that it uh it, it hurts the economics of cities like atlanta or new york or something that would be would consider taking it on uh, so the only people then who are trying to get the Olympics are people who are trying to improve their place on the world stage by having right. a whole bunch of eyes. And Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan. Uh, is Turkmenbashi still the uh, president or leader? I don't know. I have no clue. <laughs> no clue. Like I, I, I could, I could not be more ignorant. <laughs> could you point it out on a map, or would, no. or would the John Oliver joke come into play? No, that's yeah, not Turkmenistan. The, the, this yeah, is Turkmenistan. I have no idea. Yeah, it would totally come into joke. To play, no idea where Turkmenistan is. It's beside Kazakhstan, 
I, I think I can. So, so that's it's in this sort of Mongolia area. Uh, no, it's west of that. It's west of that, but it's in that it's Russia. In, yeah, China. It's in the Balkan. Yeah, between Balkans and Asia. Right. Let's see. I'm gonna look it up to see if where I'm picturing mentally is where it is at, and I will be honest here. It's with all the stands. They're all, all the stands are in <laughs> that area. Stand must be like for like Ville or something. And okay, so Turkmenistan's actually on the Caspian Sea. It's it's above Afghanistan and Iran. So I was a little bit off. Uh. I'm south of Uzbekistan and Kazakhstan. <laughs> blah blah blah. Let's see. It has been a unique privilege to watch the Trump campaign in whatever it is doing in this elaborately complex death spiral that's happening. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's quite something to watch because it's messed up. It's, it's like, it's all unforced errors. There's nothing in here where like, where, this is Clinton doing something that Trump reacts poorly to. It's just Trump being an idiot constantly and just stepping on his his his, his uh, feet over and over and over again, while Hillary can just let bad shit about her happen and know that it will just be completely over overshadowed by whatever Trump mm-hmm. is doing. Right. I I can't imagine a more horrifying scenario for the people who run the GOP. Right. They had a gimme. I mean, which one was the who would you consider the gimme? I'm saying they had this election, this election oh, could have been a oh, gimme for them. Oh, right. Yeah. They put it's somebody halfway competent. It's their turn to win. Yeah. They put somebody halfway competent up there and they steamroll. Yeah, no one loves Hillary. There's yeah. not a person out there I know that loves Hillary. And, uh, yeah, you're right. And, and, you know, there seems to be a, an eight-year cycle of bouncing back and mm-hmm. forth. And, you know, I, I think it's good for both sides to get a chance at, behind the wheel. Yeah, it's, it's, it's important to have an oppositional thing going mm-hmm. on. It's important for that to, to, to happen. But if you sabotage... <laughs> Every single chance you get, then, uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's still, what, 84 days to go. It, it it doesn't seem like that because the amount of news has been generated. Uh, Do you, has, has there been a Pandora's box opened where... Running for President's now a reality show or something like that? Like, like it's like... You know, for Trump, it's not about the platform. It's not about the policy. It's about being liked by enough people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is there a Pandora's box open? Sure. But I think that, that this sort of thing is inevitable. Um, just as, on some level, even though a lot, many of his supporters are, are racist fucks, on some level, there's a legitimate gripe there. Um the 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 trick is finding the the piece of gold that's mm-hmm. surrounded by the mud and the shit right you have to mm-hmm. use 
a filter. You have to yeah. pan that 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 stuff down because there's a lot of fucking dirt and grime and shit and 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 just crap all around that tiny little nugget of gold there. So the the problem is that Trump is playing to the shit. He's not yeah. actually playing to the chunk yeah. of gold. So these nuts peaked too soon. D's nuts peaked. Yeah, there was a guy running like in the Iowa caucuses. Oh. Called, his name was D's nuts. And Is that anymore? No, no, he didn't make it past the oh. first couple caucuses, or maybe he just had it sort of like Harambe. He's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love all the Harambe memes that are out there. <laughs> I'm mostly ignorant to most of them, but I heard saw one that was uh, it was funny. Um, yeah, no, but you know, talking about how. You know, Trump's basically a Vine star, a YouTube star, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, so, you know, next election cycle, it's going to be D's Nuts versus DJ Froggy Fresh. And <laughs> I think there's still there's I think what we're seeing is that there's enough of a public consensus that we need actual politicians, uh, even though them having a little bit of a reality show experience is good, them being Simply a reality show is not good, and that's why we're seeing Trump fail. Mm. I I tweeted this that I have to. Actually, I think it's the narcissism. I think it's the narcissism that's the reason well, Trump's failing. It's it's a combination of of, of things, but um, th- this was great. The, I think this was either today or yesterday, and I I just have to now play this for everybody who's a Trump supporter. Right, I am the most fabulous whiner. I I do whine because I want to win. And I'm not happy about winners, winners. And I am a whiner, and I'm a whiner, and I keep whining and whining until I win. That's what Trump wants to make America. Can you imagine what people outside of America would look at if that's what we were—a country that just whines and whines and whines and whines? There was a fucking uh, everything. There was a recurring joke. I haven't watched the Daily. That'll show. make America great again by whining. I haven't watched The Daily Show in a while, mm-hmm. but one of the things that they were doing was comparing Trump against an African dictator or an African president, and you know, draw, you know, and pointing out all the similarities. So you know, there's a big part I'm of the speaking, country. Sorry, there's a big part of the country that does understand where Trump's coming from, or big yeah. part of the world that does understand where Trump's coming from. Right. Yeah. This is um, Billy West who did Zap Brannigan on Futurama. Okay. Doing some Trump quotations. Here's one of my favorites. I'm speaking with myself. Number one, because I have a very good brain and I've said a lot of things. My primary consultant is myself. Trump said that, huh? Yeah. Nice. Sure did. Sure did. Um. Boy, let's see. Is there anything else? interesting that's happening it, it, okay so it's been for, we're finally seeing here in, in pittsburgh uh the heat wave break a bit last week was awful and i told you that we're in the process of moving we're going to be moving uh, at the end of the month so now the business i guess the the uh the manager of our current office is not even bothering to take care of issues so it was so hot that uh, pretty much all of us in the office left halfway through the day, all five <laughs> days. It, it got to like it'd be 82, 80, 82 degrees at my desk with like 50 degrees humidity, 50% humidity. 
Am I... Landlord don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we complain, but what, you know, you're leaving in three weeks. Mm-hmm. So... I'll fix the air conditioning. Someone else has signed a new lease. <laughs> Can't get out of that building fast enough. Ugh. That's awesome. Well, I'm really looking forward to the new building, because the new building's going to be great. It's going to be great. Cool. Did you see today, I saw it on the news today, that there is fi- finally someone did a research paper and got it published in a peer-reviewed journal that says chemtrails are bullshit? Oh. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, we... It's good to have the information out there of peer reviewed that says, "Yeah, no, duh." Chemtrails <laughs> are bullshit. The, the the funny the funny thing to me, I think I mentioned this before, is that all the all of the alt right, like the Infowars and Dredge reports, have talked about like chemtrails and shit like that, and how that's a harp, and they go on all the stuff about government fucking up the environment and trying to change the environment. That's like legitimately happening to them but global warming that's that's liberal mm-hmm. nonsense yeah it's fun the picking and choosing uh-huh yep and you got your alex joneses Let's see if i have this this is him peak alex jones you'll never never defeat the human spirit you'll never defeat god you'll never win never Never, ever, never. And this is where we get tested. So rejoice to God Almighty for this animating contest of liberty. Ah! (laughs) See, eight years ago, that would never fly. Yeah, true. (laughs) It killed, uh, what, Greg, what's his name, Uh, Howard Dean. Yeah, that's exactly the thing that killed Howard Dean. Yeah, you're right. I'm a pioneer. I'm an explorer. I'm a human, and I'm coming. I'm animated. I'm alive. My heart's big. It's got hot blood going through it fast. I like to fight, too. I like to eat. I like to have children. I'm here. I got a life force. This is a human. This is what we look like. This is what we act like. This is what everybody was like before us. He's this doing, is what I am. I'm doing, a throwback. I'm here. I've got the fire of human liberty. I'm quiet, Alex. I want to talk. And humans are turning on everywhere. I think he's doing a satire of himself. Dirty <laughs> of himself. That's Poe's Law. You know Poe's Law. Uh, I think I've heard it before. I'm sure you can quote it. Let me get the exact part. formulation. Poe's Law... Uh, without a winking smiley or other blatant display of humor, it is impossible to create a parody of fundamentalism that, that someone won't mistake for the real thing. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, you can't... At this point, it, it, it's one of those things where if somebody keeps doing something... Even if it's satire at some point, the human brain starts to believe it. It's 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 not I mean it's something that the human brains do. How many religions started that way? Yeah, right. Yeah. Satire. I mean, look at like L. Ron Hubbard, 
you know, of course he did. He didn't. He didn't believe in this Scientology shit when he started, but by the end, he probably did. Doesn't matter if he believed in it; everyone else did. Well, but if you surround yourself with a bunch of admiring followers, and then that's all the—that's all that you, all the information you get, you constantly right. get that. It changes the way your brain perceives things, and yeah, you do ultimately end up believing things if you don't open yourself up to other information. If I learned some card tricks and convinced myself they were magic and told myself for 30 years that I was actually doing magic, I would then believe that I had magic powers. Mm-hmm. Even though they're just dumb card tricks. Right. <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, anything else? Have you heard about the Netflix show Stranger Things? I have heard. I have not watched it yet. I'm still watching uh, the season of BoJack Horseman. So. Oh, I didn't know that was out. Um, I've watched the first three episodes of Stranger Things. I think it's still ramping up from what I've heard, but yeah, it's it's solid so far. You know, it's... Uh, it's like a big eight-hour Spielberg miniseries, right? Kind of. It's a lot like Super 8 uh-huh. or, you know, those kinds of things. You got set in Goonies, you know, you got... Kids in the 80s having an adventure, there's a supernatural aspect to it, which, you know, you're getting spoon-fed very slowly, so you really don't know much about it. I have some theories, but, um, you know, we can talk about it, you know, after you've had time to to view it. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, but it definitely looks like some solid... Like, I cut on Twitter, like, everyone's like, Stranger Things, Stranger Things. I'm like, what is this? I didn't even know it was a Netflix show. Then, you know, so I went and got it and... see oh so uh particle talk i sent you the uh this mag this magazine uh article that had the plots and i just mm. wanted to, to look at them and just show you like what i see in, in the plots sure. the really interesting info- stuff that i see here this is the 750 gig electron volt yeah, bump right, last year yeah. that was supposed to be a particle mm-hmm. that no one was predicting and then it just so people who are listening they published the data and in this year's data like greg had uh, foretold the 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 bump has gone away with more data i mean if if you just just cursory visual examination of the graphs not really doing any hardcore examination but a cursory visual examination you see that the tolerances of of what's go, of the the experiment they right around the point of the tip here mm-hmm. in 2015 they, it just kind of loses resolution i know all the data mm-hmm. it's all on the essentially the same lines so right at the point it's really clear that the experiment isn't doesn't have enough data to really get you mm-hmm. clear here you can see that they have a much better hook on what's going on and the tolerance starts much further out mm-hmm. that that fade of, of of tolerance so yeah you can see why they might have you know they convinced themselves but it was right at the edge of well, the correlated thing. correlated two detectors right so yeah. that made it more interesting because look the the CMS detector has a 1250 giga electron volt bump now. Right. But it does not correlate an atlas, so mm-hmm. no one's really interested in it. And it, it's right here on this tolerance thing. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's... Well, sure. It's, yeah. it's it's the same part in the fuzzy yeah. area as last year's data was. But it's since it's only a one detector, no one's saying, oh, the particle moved <laughs> this year. See, this is sort of my biggest issue with what's going on in, in particle physics is that there are people who are jumping at the chance to find something so eager to find something that they will chase mirages 
and this was and I wasn't certain about it, but it seemed to me a mirage when it came out and then and it turned out to be one. I there, there's a so I don't know if you know anything of, I'm pretty sure you don't know anything about supersymmetry. But the concept is that there uh is a super partner for every particle. So there it, electrons are spin one or spin half particles. There is a okay. super partner of electrons that is a boson. That's a spin one particle. Then they they all be heavier. The reason why su- that supersymmetry gained a lot of traction uh, in the theoretical world was that it seemed th- the mass of the Higgs seems too small. All of these things are being affected. That the Higgs affects it. That should raise its mass more and more. And so the concept was: what if we had a a symmetry of particles above the Higgs that would do the opposite pull on the Higgs and that would force it down. And that was sort of why supersymmetry gained so much attention and people really loved it and string theory requires supersymmetry and all this stuff. Now, none of this stuff says that supersymmetry, none of what we've done said supersymmetry as a principle doesn't work, but we have now pretty much... uh, ruled out to 95% confidence any realistic model of supersymmetry that would help with with what supersymmetry was was made to uh was made to put there the the holding the higgs at, at the level that it's at it would be symmetry was there to preserve so-called naturalness supersymmetry was put in to preserve naturalness it would now have an unnatural supersymmetry which would not preserve the naturalness so we're just we the whole point is we've had 30 years of people building string theory and stuff on top of supersymmetry and it looks like supersymmetry isn't there boo hoo <laughs> interesting math and interesting stuff has come out of string mm-hmm. theory sure but as a theory of physics in as much as physics talks about reality mm-hmm. no Right. Womp, womp, womp. Womp, womp. Not so elegant universe now, is it, Brian? <laughs> it, it's, a, it's a very pretty concept. But so is turtles all the way down. <laughs> very pretty. All right, you want to get on to the show? Yeah. Then we shall. <laughs> 